If you're thinking about joining the 800,000 podcasts being produced today, well, there's a lot to consider. What's involved in planning, executing, and producing a meaningful podcast that delivers value? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're speaking with Elsie Flanard. Elsie was referred to me by our mutual friend, Carrie Heaps, who is a great person. And if you don't know about Carrie, you should look her up. Elsie is founder of Enterprise Now, and he is the mayor of Podcast Town, which is a pretty big gig. So I'm impressed by that right off the bat. He's a longtime producer, podcaster rather, and his firm helps people launch podcasts. He's also a coach and a trainer. And I thought it would be interesting to spend some time today because we're in the latter stages, we hope, of the quarantine period. And what Elsie and I have both seen is a whole bunch of folks online who are kind of bored and sitting home going, okay, well, I'll get out my iPad or my phone, or I'll actually buy a microphone and I'll do a podcast. And we've both got long running successful podcasts, and there's a lot more to it than just saying, hey, kids, let's put on a show. And I thought it would be useful to help folks because I know among all those people who are starting programs, there are some folks who really want to do this as a long-term venture and deliver value. So with that, welcome, Elsie. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. A, a little tiny bit about your background, please. So long story short, I have a music background. I have been a singer-songwriter since I can remember, and I've always wanted to own my own business, be an entrepreneur. But at an early age, I knew that I wanted to also have a family. And so I had to reconcile those two things, right? Because a lot of times when you're starting a business, it takes time to get it up and going and successful. So I knew if I were going to, uh, to attract anyone who was reasonably sane, I needed to be able to provide and to, to have a job. And, you know, my mom really pushed education and um, that type of thing. And so I said, here's the compromise. I'll go to college. I'll make mom happy. Do something that I can at least stand to do until I can transition that into doing my own business. And so that's what I did. I went to school, got a degree in electronics, worked in that field for about 15 years or so and transitioned out of that into enterprise now. That's great. And, you know, I, I, my oldest daughter has a um, BFA in musical theater, and uh, she at one point made that same choice. And so she's now running her own business. And, you know, there are a lot of elements from what you learn as a performer, obviously, that, that transfer to a business. And I don't think it's anything that, that ever goes to waste. But back to podcasts, if I'm a business person, what are some of the reasons that I might want to do a podcast? 
Well, one of the biggest reasons I, I would say is relationship, and especially what we've seen through this period of quarantine is relationship is important. And podcasting is a fantastic way to build and cultivate relationships. It's also a, um, an awesome way to get to know people and to really just cultivate those connections that are made through the process. You know, and as a business owner, it's important that you're able to tell your story in a way that's not salesy, in a way that's not pushy, but in a way that's genuine and authentic. And I, I think that authenticity is part of the key. And I, I, that leads me kind of to my next question, which is doing a podcast, especially if it's something that you want to do over a long run and you want to deliver value, is kind of like a newborn baby. It demands your attention. It requires time. And it's pretty helpless unless you make a significant investment in it. So if you want to start a podcast, I, I venture to say that you did this. I did this as well. There was an awful lot of advanced planning that in, went into it. What are some of the things that you need to think about before you start a podcast? I would say the the biggest number one with an exclamation point is the why. Why do you want to do this? Because when you understand your why, it'll carry you through the moments when you realize that, OMG, this is actually a lot of work if I want to grow this thing, <laughs> right? But when you understand why you're doing it, it carries you through those moments. We've all had them, you know, you're hundreds of episodes in, so you get it. It's, it's, it's work, especially if you want it to be uh, successful in a high value add. So I would say always starting with the why. The second thing is I would say consistency. It's just like uh, your baby analogy. I have two, two little ones myself. You have to be consistent. I tease them sometimes. I, I wake up in the morning I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm taking today off as dad. I'm not going to be dad today. And they give me this look like, are you crazy? You can't take a day off from being dad. <laughs> you know, you have to be consistent. It's a 365, 24 seven job. So uh, podcasting is similar. You have to be devoted and, and committed to, to making it successful. And the third thing is in investing not only your time, but value money, and everything that uh, you feel is necessary to make the show a success. So as you're planning this out on, on a piece of paper before you start and you figure out your why, I mean, I, I don't know if this was your experience as well, but mine was the, the fellow who was mentoring me at, at the time, a fellow named Ben Kruger, who's a great podcaster. You know, Ben said to me, you need to have six or seven episodes written down and understand who you're going to invite on the program. I, obviously, I'm an interview format. Some podcasts aren't. They're just folks talking. But I think the same rule applies. How do you actually plan out those guests or those topics? And what do you need to think about if you're building a 20 minute show? Yeah, I always like to start with the, the the format. Again, once you've developed your why, now you go into planning your strategy. What types of people do do you want to talk to? What do you want to talk to them about? And having that listed in your show flow, right? And then, you know, things like crafting your uh, invitation email, uh, making sure that you are... Um, positioning your show as a value add to your guests as, as well, because you want to add value to your guests, you want to add value to your show, and you, and you also want to add value to your, your listeners. So I always like to have a, a detailed show uh, flow that lists each segment, how long those segments should be, 
what the uh, the subject is, as well as which uh, particular guests are going to be sought out for that show. What happens when you are talking to somebody or you get, in your case, you do an extensive pre-application, I do a pre-interview, but it's the same kind of a process. What happens when you get somebody who just doesn't fit what you want to do? Is it difficult to say, you know, I, I respect what you're doing, but you're not really a great fit for my audience? It used to be, but as you get, as you get more experience, you you realize that you're not doing anybody a favor when you're bringing on guests that don't fit, right? You're not doing the guests any favor, you're not doing the listeners any favor, and you're not doing yourself any any favor. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where you know I'm always trying to be cordial, but you know, saying no is not a dirty word and it's okay. It's either a fit or it's not. And so when it's not, you have to be willing to, to just say that you say, Hey, it's, it, this is not a fit for what we're doing on the show at this time, but maybe later, I think it's important to maintain that relationship, but not have them on at the expense of your, your listeners. But that answer actually ties up to things that you talked about already very clearly, which is first, knowing the why, and second, kind of having a servant mindset. I mean, I've always seen the podcast, at least mine, as a service business. It, it's value that I want to help deliver to my community. Can you go into a podcast with just a crass commercial mindset? Does that work long term or is that kind of doomed to failure? Yeah, I think doomed is a really good word for it. You know, I, I don't think you can. I think podcasting by nature, it's a very relationship driven medium. I don't like to be sold to. My listeners don't like to be sold to. So I think if you go about it with that mindset, even if you do achieve some form of commercial success, ultimately in the long run, the return on investments on building solid, authentic, relationships is going to be uh, immensely higher than in, than that dollar amount. And now, a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now back to our discussion. So once you've gone through this process and you know your why and you understand your format and you have a show flow and, uh, you know, for folks who don't understand kind of what that is, it's, think of it as storyboarding, but for your audio process, what's coming first, what's coming second, what's coming third. Some people find it easy to think of it in terms of blocks. You said segment, but same thing. So that you don't just get on and ramble endlessly. There's actually a format. And how important is it in general, Elsie, at, at a high level for that format to be consistent from episode to episode? I think you'll find different perspectives on that. 
I like to have a what I call a, a loose format, which is you, you'll have your basics or your foundational segments, but then there might be times where you switch it up a little bit. I recently am transitioning my show into a live format. So people who come on the show are basically a part of a, a live audience and they vote on who I interview for that that evening. And they also give me uh, some of the questions that I ask, which is completely different than my than my main show. It's I've already, you know, researched the guest. I've already gone to their website, read their book, etc. This format does not allow me to do that, which is what makes it cool, but is just kind of an example of, you know, it, it's great to be organized and to have a plan. But I also think that it's important to be able to move and to pivot and to shift things and have that creative freedom. So you're live streaming, but audio only, or are you also live streaming video? So it's not live stream at all. It's, it's okay. live. It's, we, we do it via Zoom, but there are live people there while we're recording the, the podcast. I see. Okay. That makes sense. I was kind of trying to figure out how you do a live stream with just audio. <laughs> That's a little little different. So we've gone through the why and the advanced planning and all that stuff. Before we get to the how, because there's a zillion different ways how, but the, and there's low bars to entry and higher bars to entry, and sometimes you grow into them. Let's talk a little bit about something that I, I always talk to folks about, and they find it fascinating and a little bit scary. When listeners hear the finished product of a podcast, what they're hearing is the very tip of an iceberg that sticks up above the water. How long on average, all in, does it take to produce an episode of your show? Because I can tell you on my show, it's about four and a half hours all in. Yeah, I would say a general rule of thumb is a one to four ratio-ish. So for example, if it's an hour show, or let's just say it's a 30-minute show, it's probably going to take you four times that total to do all of the things, right? The editing, the graphics, the social promotion, the research, the, the whole nine. So I would say if you take the length of your show, multiply it by about four, that's a good place to start. That's a great, I've never heard it expressed that way, but I think that that's a great way to look at it. I think that's very smart. So let's let's talk a little bit about how there are some people I won't name names, but I might be included in this group who are gearheads and love to buy microphones and all kinds of other stuff. And that's part of the fun for me of doing this. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to make a huge expenditure to do a podcast. But there are certain elements to it about how it's hosted and how it's distributed and whatnot that you have to deal with. Can you take us kind of through that that chain, that process? Yeah. So one thing that I always tell people about podcasting is podcasting can be simple, but simple does not equate easy. Literally, I could get a decent USB microphone and hop on. Uh, we're on Zencaster now and boom, I have a podcast. The hard part is the strategy, the planning, the promotion, the outreach, all of the, the things that are needed in order to make the podcast a success. Or conversely, I too am a gearhead. You know, I love, you know, different microphones, the uh, different boards. So I would say, you know, it really just depends on your skill set and what you enjoy. If you enjoy gear, then gear it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you like to keep it simple, there, there are ways to keep it simple as well. 
So you do your own post-production? I do not, actually. Okay, because I don't either. It, I'm guessing you know how to do it, but it's not its not a good use of my time. Yes. So there are loads of places online that will do post-production for you, and they range from the ridiculous to the sublime. But if you look around, you can find folks who will do all of that for you. Let's, For listeners, let's not get jargony. Let's define post-production. I'll, I'll let you do that, please. Yeah, so post-production is just basically editing the show you know, putting together the promotion. So a lot of people will do an audiogram, which is just a a nice picture with the sound wave visible on there to post to uh, social media. It's the follow-up to your guests. If you have an interview show saying, hey, guests, the episode is live. Here's how to share it. It's going through and, and really just buttoning things up. You know, for me, Again, it's it's uploading to my social that might be YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and also, again, doing uh, the editing. You know, I I don't know. Maybe it's because I, you know, my radio background. But I mean, I find that my podcast and some other people's podcasts also, in addition to what you were just talking about, tend to have lots of little pieces. So my podcast opens with my asking a question. Then there's a music bed underneath it. There's a professional intro to the podcast. Then there's a pre-roll, which is like a little 15-minute commercial. Then there's half the interview. There's some more music. Then there's a mid-roll, which is a longer commercial. And then there's the other half of the podcast. And then at the end, there's an outro. And all of those pieces have to be stitched together as well. Now, that's something that somebody doing post-production can do for you as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's probably the more time-consuming piece, right, is stitching together all the different elements and making sure that it, it flows as the host wants it to flow. So we've got just a couple of minutes left, and I, you know, I, I thought I, I know that you do an awful lot of consulting to folks who want to do podcasts and want to do them the right way. If somebody comes to you, what's that process like? What's involved in that? How do you take them through the, the different elements? Yeah, so essentially we have what um what we call a crab process. And uh, that just stands for compose, record, arrange and broadcast. So we go through the process of of figuring out um, as we talked about earlier, the why. We figure out what is the format? How do we want to present this information? Who is our target? And once we do that, we go and we compose, we record it. That might be Again, via Zencaster or in the studio or however the client wants to record it. And then we go through and we arrange. We, uh, to your point, we figure out what is, what's the intro going to be? What's, what about the outro? What's our call to action? Do we need uh, commercials or sponsorships or host red ads in the, in the middle or, or in between segment one or segment two? So we arrange everything and then we broadcast it. We, uh, edit it, produce do the compression, all the the techie elements, and then we promote it on social, do lead generation, also run ads with the landing page to point people to your company or your business. What about hosting arrangements and and that kind of technical stuff and setting it up so that it ends up in, in iTunes and it can be downloaded and all those pieces? Yep. So all of that is is part of our composed process. So once we go through the launch process, we talk about all of that stuff, the host, and because they're different hosts that fit different uh, types of shows. So we go through all of that. If you want to do a video um, along with the podcast, we cover all of those details during uh, the launch process. 
One of the other things that I get asked oftentimes is, is my podcast has fairly extensive show notes, that is, synopses and little time codes and whatnot that I put on the podcast website. How important do you think show notes are in general? In general, I think they're very important, obviously, for search engine op- optimization. And I think as a listener, it's important to kind of give a summary of what the episode is about and maybe a couple of highlights, bullet points on things or key insights or things that have uh, been talked about during the show. The other thing that uh, that I recommend to people is to think about a transcript as well. Now, whether you put that on the website or um, as a standalone page is up to you, but what it does is it allows people who would rather read the episode because there are people who would rather actually read it versus listen to it. It gives them that option as well. Um, And it also gives you an additional search engine optimization opportunity. Well, that seems like a great place for us to end our interview for today. If you're seriously interested in doing a podcast over the long term and you want to know how to do it the right way, look up LZ at Enterprise Now, LZ, E-L-Z-I-E, Flanard, F-L-E-N-A-R-D at Enterprise Now. And he is now known as the mayor of Podcast Town. So, Mr. Mayor, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, sharing your expertise with our audience. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.